So uh, did you throw in your two cents on, on the Astros since the rest of the world has? Well, I tell you what, it's like people get all bent out of shape because they cheated a little bit. Like, hello, it's just a little cheating. Everybody cheats, man. This is America. Learn the rules. And then cheat. Yeah, so cheating, it's its the new American pastime. Look, everyone's all been out of shape, right? Because it's like, oh, they need to vacate the World Series, right? But you're telling me they didn't vacate mm-hmm. it for any of the other things that have gone on in the history of baseball? They're going to vacate for this? Come on. No. No. And, and, and for me, one of the challenges that I have with all of this is there's a lot of players sounding off, and maybe they are pure in their hearts and have never done anything, whether it be, you know, a corked bat or, you know, a little bit of Vaseline on a glove or shirt sleeve if they're a pitcher. There's there's always ways of looking for an advantage within the rules. And as Manfred clearly stated, if the players didn't know about what the rules were, they can't be blamed. Right. Also, they said the players get immunity if they come clean about everything. And then the players came clean about everything. They have to get the immunity. And then the players who are now complaining that right. the union negotiated this deal. Like, my friends, this was for your brothers in arms, I guess, or benefit. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah, it's, you can get right. bent out of shape. And like, no Aaron bad. Judge can right. get all bent out of shape all he wants about how he should have won the MVP. But like, dude, just go out and win it this year. How about this? Stay on the field. Don't get injured. Stay on the field. Win another win an MVP or I should almost said another MVP. Sorry, Aaron didn't mean to rub it in. (laughs) Well, then you have uh, Stanton saying, well, if I knew what every pitch was coming, I'd hit 80 home runs. Yeah. That was hilarious. Cause also like he still would have struck out 300 times. (laughs) So before we dive into this fully, uh, I'm John Sumple. He's Jed Rigney. I am Jed Rigney. This is episode 117 of Foul Territory, a baseball podcast. This is the Shaun of the Dead episode. Oh, that's a great Shaun one. Shaun of the uh, Fantastic. We'll go to the Winchester and wait for this to all blow over. Yes. Great movie. In case you're just picking up uh, for the first episode of your listening to us, Shaun of the Dead is number 17 on one IMDb list of the top 100 comedies of all time. And we're kind of going through the list with each show. So uh, yeah. 117 our show, 17 IMDb list, Shaun of the Dead. Very rewatchable film. And what a, a great accomplishment for a low budget uh, independent film. Yeah. Really well, uh, well mm-hmm. done and well uh, maximized with the dollar per shot. Yes, but there's a there's a it feels like a bigger production, but it obviously it isn't because it's English and it's not Sense and Sensibility or Emma. It wasn't a period piece, (laughs) right? (laughs) But definitely rewatchable for sure. So this controversy with the Astros just won't go away. It is it it was supposed to be nipped in the bud by the the firing of Lunau and um, Hinch. Hinch. Didn't didn't happen with that. Then Manfred gets involved and he starts talking. And then the players have the press conference with the owner Jim Crane, basically sounding the least contrite 
person on the planet yes. over this. And, and the players. Isn't this like the awful. whole mistake was like letting these people talk in a press conference? Like, let them talk in the clubhouse. Right. These are not public speakers. And then they go out and they have to apologize, but they're not really sorry. They won a World Series from it. You know right. what I mean? Right. Hey, right. I, I lied on my resume, but I'm not sorry because I got the job. Like, this is America. Right. <laughs> These guys are World Series champions forever. You want to put an asterisk on it? Fine. It's still a world championship. What have you got, Aaron Judge? What have you got, Giancarlo Stanton? I'm just saying. And look, I'm not. Right. I'm against that excessive cheating and they should be fined and da, da, da. But, like, let's let it go. I think the problem was they came across a little insincere and it's a little slow on the internet these days. So everyone just like jumped on it and like, well, no, they need to vacate the print. And then, and then here's the thing. The thing I love the most about this is Manfred like taking all kinds of heat. And people are thinking that him taking all kinds of heat means he's going to get fired. No, this is why the owners have him. So he will take all of the heat. This is like Goodell 2.0. Manfred is taking all of the heat on this. And then in a year, no one will remember. All the owners will be like, good job, Manfred. You kept us out of the fray. It was all you. You took all the flack. All the shrapnel hit you. Well done. Here's another $40 million a year or whatever they pay these guys. So speaking of shrap- shrapnel, it's just a piece of metal. It's just a piece of metal. Trophy. Love like, that. Who cares? It's just a piece of metal. <laughs> you know, he, in, in all honesty... It is, but it symbolizes something much bigger, and it's really more a matter of the accomplishment within the locker room. And no matter what people say, they, they, they had to play home and away games. Not everybody was dialed into it. No way you're going to be able to get, you know, hear a trashed, you know, if you're dialed in, you're not listening for a sound, that, you know, so that you can make a split decision judgment and, and, and swing or not swing at a pitch that's coming in. I mean, I mean unless I you're Josh Reddick, but yes. That, I completely agree. <laughs> and you had, and you were wired in or buzzed I mean, in. Or I whatever. mean, Josh Reddick's numbers that year were pretty incredible, uh, home and away. Now they also it really? has come out that they <laughs> they did have a road system as well. So Ooh. again, like, hey, if they clamp down on all this stuff and everyone gets clamped down, like the Red Sox were doing a thing. I think they're saying that whatever it was they were doing in 2018 wasn't quite so bad, and so they sophisticated. So they won't be punished. It's just like, but like Joe Girardi was on TV where they found some video of him, like from like a year and a half ago, talking about how they had a system where they would relay from the booth down to the the dugout to the players. And it's just, it's a part of the game. It's just, I think the Astros went so far with it. They took it a little too far. And then it's just like, it's just like, at first it was like, well, no, Mike Fire should have never said anything. And then it's like, well, no, then there's this. And it's just like this outrage cycle that goes on the internet. And like, you know, people are always going to remember these Astros as having done this thing. And that's the punishment is the endorsements well, the will be less. Go out and win the World Series. Right. Right. I mean, can you imagine how much bigger a mess this would have been if they had just won the World Series again? Oh, right. Yeah, it been, oh, my gosh. It would have been. Yeah. Dodged a bullet there. Yeah. And I found it interesting, too, that some of the things that were coming out is that most of the teams were aware that they had a system. Most of the teams were aware that they were doing it. Uh, Was it Jonathan LaCroix said that he was changing uh, uh, the signals, pitcher signals every inning? Right. They were were going through a different rotation, so they couldn't do that. So there was an awareness to it. It's just the other teams were probably going like, wow, they figured something out that we didn't do. 
they, they got an edge right. and they're like, so they're they like oh my god what is their system what is this how are let's they able to see they we like, want it we didn't think <laughs> let's put a camera in center field and send a feed to the clubhouse wow yeah so they're they're they want up you look american and ingenuity so wins out thing. every time john <laughs> So the other big news of the, I guess, the week that kind of, you know, it's an interesting, you know, the trade thing. We all knew about the Mookie Betts and David Price and uh, the prospects and, and Kenta Maeda going to Minnesota. We knew that for a week or so, a little over a week. Yeah. And it was on, it was off. Then there was a side trade with Chuck Peterson and Ross Stripling that that didn't happen as a result. So the dust settles, the Astros getting all the, the press kind of, swept under the rug the um, the conversation about was this a good trade for the pl- the teams involved and we talked a little bit about this on the last show because it hadn't been finalized yet but it's been finalized now and we just had an article post today specifically about uh, uh on uh, fileterritory.com file-territory.com about the uh, the price component of this deal doesn't make a lot of sense for either side and, and it interesting argument for sure but do you think it was a deal that worked out in the best interest of both parties well i think that that injury to bristar gratterall or whatever the medical uh, that's a sort of a funny thing because it it played a little bit more like everyone heard what the trade was and was like the red sox did not get enough here and then the red sox were like okay let's pump the brakes here and we didn't get enough so let's get some more from the twins and the twins were like we're not going to give you more and so they just reworked it where Gratterall and then one other player go to the Dodgers for Maeda. And then the Dodgers send uh, Jeter Downs, which is freaking hilarious to have Jeter playing for the Red Sox. But a much right. better prospect than <laughs> Bristar Gratterall. This is the second baseman of the future now for the Red Sox, probably their best prospect and the closest to the majors of their prospects. It's a smart trade. I mean, it's a year of Mookie Betts. If you feel like the reports I heard were that that uh, from my inside sources, a.k.a. Twitter.com, uh, that John Henry was saying that he had made three offers in person to Mookie Betts. And, you know, maybe they just weren't willing to go Mike Trout money. And Betts wants to see if he can get Mike Trout money two years after Mike Trout got Mike Trout money. So... If they're like, well, this guy's going to walk in a year and all we're going to get is a draft pick compensation, which is going to be like a third round or a fourth round because they're over the limit. So it's going to be like a 2021 draft pick, third round draft pick. That's what they get for Mookie Betts walking away to wherever he goes. Mm -hmm. And you just got to think like, well what can we get that's going to help the team? You get them under the payroll thing. And the, the people are talking about the payroll thing. Like the Red Sox have been one of the top spending teams for the last 10 years. They've been in the top three or four every year for the last 10 years. Like they're, they're committed to this process of spending ungodly numbers uh, of dollars on players. Hanley Ramirez, Pablo Sandoval, you know, Even players that aren't on their team. Right. Players that aren't Rosny Castillo, they will spend, man. (laughs) But what was there? Do you give any credence to the idea that you know? Let we don't want Price, we want a pitching prospect. So what if what if they kind of said let's throw Price out of the equation because the dot or the Red Sox do need pitching. That is their biggest weakness right now. Right, but they also need to get under that 
financial threshold. Yeah, the, it's a money. It's, it's a just money a money thing, sure. and they're just like, well, we rice uh, price will be solid. You know, he's going to be like a two win pitcher worth about sixteen million bucks, and that's what the Dodgers will be paying for him this year, and the Red Sox will also be paying sixteen million bucks for him or whatever fifteen five. And I think like, right. is it a great trade? Like, I think it worked out great for both teams. Both teams got what they wanted. The only weird thing was the Angels getting all like, we're not your bitch. You can't put us on hold. Artie Marino thinking with his, you know, right. ego and turning down Jock Peterson right. and Ross Stripling and Andy Pajes, it turns out. It's not Pages. Pajes. Oh, it's Pages. Pajes. It's Pajes. Pajes. I like pages uh, better for, you know, Luis Rangifo and probably a, a good prospect was, was in there too. But like Artie Marino was like, I just don't want to wait a week. I'd rather have my team be worse. Like, Oh, we want to trade you one of the best pitchers from last year. Uh, Ross Stripling. No, 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 no. We're good. No, we got no, Andrew Heaney. No, we're pi- our pitching we got, solid. We got Griffin Canning. <laughs> they they'll probably give us like eight or 10 starts each next year. What are we even worried about with our right. starting pitching? Yeah. Good thing. They're not in the same league, huh? I mean, don't have to face each other. They're not even in the same city, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think there's going to be some bean balls coming up with the Astros scenario? Well, there's all that there's talk, right? That are like out they're there saying that, right? Putting laying down the law, like no, no retaliations. But there's going to be some retaliations, right? Like someone's going to put one in uh, Bregman's ribs, right? Like I don't think right. you can be that right. sa- that sassy and salty for three years straight and then like turns out you were cheating and not get one in the ribs. Well, then it came out too that uh, uh, Correa was saying that Altuve wasn't a part of it. So there was all this talk about, Oh, he stole the the MVP from judge and Altuve said he wasn't a part of, you know, or Correa said that Altuve refused to to participate in the, so if, if you're, if your leader, de facto leader on the field refused to be a part of it, why did everybody else go along with it? I mean, it's, it's a just weird, a lot of, it's a weird thing, right? Like also groups yeah. are always so weird anyway, cause they're not as like, you know, Borg like as some people would like, uh, you know, it's the simplicity is to say that, Oh, this group of people all thinks alike. And, but obviously there were players who had qualms about what they were doing. And like Garrett sure. Cole couldn't get out of Houston fast enough. Like I didn't right. see like he <laughs> like wanted to go to later. New York or go to Southern California. He just wanted to get out of Houston. And maybe it was just like, Hey, this is a creepy place. You know, like we had a, right. an article. A I was, culture. I was looking for something on our site, uh, or researching something and, or I should, shall I say, uh, Randall Stevens was looking for something and, uh, came across our article Houston. We have a cheating problem. And this wasn't even like trash can banging. This was some no. other cheating they were accused of. No. And, like right. this is maybe it's a kind of a toxic organization and you bring in that's the only thing that I like about bringing in Dusty Baker is like it, you're just like here's an old time guy who's like not going to be old school bringing not going to be using values, spreadsheets yeah. to cheat off of you know whatever and no you know put a little discipline in there yeah the young pitcher's arms might they want to increase the insurance they've got on those, uh, get the deal locked up before Dusty starts wearing out those arms. But right. that's a minor issue that he got better with after he ruined uh, Kerry Wood and Mark Pryor. So, um, And I wonder if the Pakoda projections, I think they have them at 98 wins, factored in Dusty Baker, because if they didn't, we're looking at a 93-win team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, how can you even project off this team? 
I mean, the pitching is probably very similar, right? Because they didn't have a, a pitching system, though they have been accused of uh, doing pitching right. system things, but they weren't busted for that. Miracles, magic. So maybe magic. the maybe the hitting, like maybe Bregman is this good, or maybe he isn't. Like if you're talking about for fantasy baseball, like is he still a first round? top 12 guy i think he falls into the second round right you don't you have to be a little bit careful about him like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if he was just getting a slight boost and the number the, i don't know he feels like it's hard to it would be hard to do a mathematical computation on how good this team will be because we don't know how much they were affected by the cheating right right but dusty baker alone will lose games for him I mean, he's not the best. Cheating or no cheating. I mean, that may be the big penalty that the league has put upon them. Right. And I was really surprised of all the choices they could make. I could see because it might be something that is considered soothing. And even he in one of the interviews was like, yeah, I was kind of surprised at how fast this all came together. Yeah. You know, he said it just kind of like, you know, uh, I wasn't thinking about it. I was thinking about some of the other openings earlier in the, uh, you know, in the off season, But uh, this was uh, not something I even considered until, you know, my phone was ringing. Yeah, I mean, he was, he yeah, was managing the shuffleboard team There's, last year. <laughs> right, right. The Shady There's Acres. There's so many other little side stories. Shady Acres, yeah. And he was, uh, well, Shady. That's probably not a good thing to connect Shady Uh-oh. Acres to Shady Houston. Uh-oh. <laughs> The shady Astros. So there's all these other little side stories that go along with the, the the cheating scandal that make for fun conversation and kind of read them. And, and I get the whole thing with uh, the values play that like there's little league teams that are dropping the Astros uh, from their team names in their leagues, which, you know, that's a uh, you know, if I'm a player that hurts that, you know, I was part of something that's affecting kids in that at that that level. That would be something that I would yeah. I would feel. You know, but my favorite was the the Mike Bolsinger suing the Astros yes. because the game that he got pounded the day after he got pounded, gave up four runs, I think, in one inning. He was let go by the Cubs. Yeah. And his career basically was over. Yeah. So here's the thing, Mike, about that is if you were good in the other games, your career wouldn't have been over because <laughs> even the best players give up four runs in an in- inning. But when you do that regularly, to teams that don't have cameras set up in center field. This is just a weird thing. I, I feel like it is like is some move by a lawyer trying a lawyer, to get some. Yeah. Yeah. That's right? what I think too. Someone called him up and said, Hey, you know, uh, your last game kind of coincided with a, a pitching against the Astros. Maybe we could leverage this for a little, yeah. you know, like there's, there is no way. First of all, the, any judge should throw this out because this would open the door to like, like okay oh, sure. so Barry so Bonds was using steroids and he hit a home run off of so and so and it cost him an extra million dollars in arbitration and blah 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 like no 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 sorry buddy it's, it's all it's Bolsinger. like go to Japan it, it all blow over go to Japan Mike <laughs> if your career's so not over Even go I Red mean Sox. stay away from China because a little trouble with the Wuhan uh, <laughs> coronavirus over there but. So even though the the Red Sox, because of their investigation, uh, had to kind of check in with the MLB offices and say, "Is is Renicky okay? Are we good? Are we good?" To, right. So, to, and the to, word to on the street is him? that that there won't be punishment for mm-hmm. the Red Sox. That what they were doing may have been like a system, but not outside necessarily the scope of the technology ban that they 
had on them with the Apple watches or whatever it was that the, right. the, the Astros were really doing, but yeah. So, and then did you notice they keep calling uh, uh, him the, uh, the interim manager, right? Renicky is the in, what, interim. Manager. That would be a problem, wouldn't it? I wonder I if they're looking to bring in Cora back. Like if if Cora doesn't get like a significant cleared? punishment, then because remember Mike, they were talking about Mike Lowell taking over as the manager, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll take over as long as Cora gets to take over when I'm done, or when when his suspension's up." Like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> this is very strange. Yeah, very strange going on in the sports base. Topsy turvy world. Yeah, right man. Now. Yeah. Feel the dreams, man. So the Red Sox aren't done. There's still there's still uh, conversations, and the only player that I know involved in this possible trade is Will Myers, because Will Myers has been dangled for years. Yes, <laughs> as a trade piece, and the the Padres have a surplus of outfielders. And uh, who else is who else is being thrown around in this one? So I heard Nick Senzel from the Reds. So the deal would mm-hmm. be Red Sox get Will Myers. Padres get Nick Senzel, and then Reds get some tasty bit from uh, from the pa- Padres farm system. And they have middle infielders galore. They got pitchers galore. galore right. But they got no center fielders galore, which is just mm-hmm. a weird thing. And I, I, I think baseball teams should be more willing to do this. Like, I will trade you my number 50 ranked second baseman. You know, baseball generally considers like second 50 rank for your – 50 rank center fielder like let's do it or if it gets close enough you know like like the the a great example is the um the braves right the braves have like so Mm -hmm. many outfielders and so many coming that like what are they gonna do with all those guys i mean i guess there's some that don't quite make it but i don't know start moving around a little bit some teams are like loaded with pitching like the tigers are loaded with pitching but they have no position prospects worth Right. I mean, they got some half prospect guys, but this is what the Miami Marlins did last year. Is it Miami Marlins? It's Miami Marlins. Okay, yeah. This is what they did last year when they traded for uh, Jazz Chisholm with Zach uh, Zach Gallon. Like, have you seen this lineup of starting pitchers, of pitchers that the Marlins have? Yeah. Whew, man, They're that's deep. exciting. But where are the hitters? Got to trade for None. them. Love well, it. Yeah, I still love that move so much. Yeah, it was a good trade. No, it benefits both teams, and yeah. it kind of juices the Marlins fans a little bit more because they had plenty of pitching. It wasn't, it, you know, it was losing Gallon was a big loss, but I think that the upside for the longer period of time having the position players, which is where they're weak, is beneficial to them. So yeah, you Agreed. you would think though that you know I I would find value in moving and filling holes, but it seems like a lot of teams are looking for the super utility players now or, or even converting some of these older guys uh, that are, you know, kicking around they're in their mid thirties and they're like, well, well he can play three or four infield positions. And if we need to, we can stick him out in left field. Right. And, and that seems to be more valuable, uh, you know, at this moment in time. And I'm like, I would rather have the young blood up than trying to patch. And, and I think we're moving in that direction. Baseball has made a huge transition in the last two or three years oh, yeah. to, you know, bringing up the younger players, which is awesome. I think it's it's long overdue, and it makes it infuses a lot more energy into the game versus knowing that somebody is going to sign a long term contract and be unproductive in two years. You know, yeah. they're in year three of their seven year deal, and and all of a sudden, you know, the wheels start coming off a little bit. So I think we're headed in the right direction with that. Yeah, and also it's like you know these guys are ready to play. Let let them play. Like 
if they're 23 and they're ready to hit major league pitching, then let them come up and hit instead of waiting till they're 26 and then blah, 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 blah. Or hell, like with the, uh, the Nationals brought up Juan Soto when he was 19. Let's do it. Right, right. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I, I was getting a little confused over this, this, all this discussion about playoff changes because the NFL is talking about it as well. And I'm like, so they're going to get rid of spring training, one spring training game, and they're going to add another game to the schedule, and they're going to add a second one. So the baseball and football are both talking about changing the postseason up, which is kind of cool. You know, right. Football's a little bit more uh, complicated because of uh, players don't really want to play another game, but – Right, Looks but it like does. It does look like be money we'll get that. We'll get down to that later in the NFL because it does look like they're going to go for that seventeenth game. But the the uh, right. Major League Baseball playoff structure that they came out with, which just sounded like crazy balls. But at the same time, like you know, more playoff teams, the better. I guess I don't know. I kind of like the system that's in place now, but I I guess ultimately I would like there to be more than just that single elimination game. I think that's. Mm-hmm. That's a weird thing to do in baseball to play 162 games and then play a single elimination game. So, yeah. So, so walk us through this uh, proposal. So they're going to add. They're they're talking about adding a uh, another wild card in each league. If I remember mm-hmm. exactly, and then so it's going to be a three so wild card teams. Is it three? And then there's three divisions, right? And then it's a best of three. So they're going to incorporate Two a best buys. of threes. Yeah, I figure two buys, yeah. best of three series. I don't know. I just like postseason baseball. Like, yeah, I'll take it. I, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I, not, I, don't, I don't have an issue. I don't have an issue with more exciting baseball. You yeah, know, that, that's a good thing and gives I mean, another team an op- opportunity to get into the game. I do see this as like if they meaningful. go this route, maybe they start talking about cutting back to 154 games regular season. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. yeah. Or but starting I mean, gotta, in mid March. Start talking a lot. You're talking about a lot of money, though, right? You say, "Oh, we just take out eight games, no big deal." Replace them yeah. with playoff games, and ultimately, the pie I think stays about the same. But man, that's eight home games for like the Dodgers or like what's that? Four hundred thousand people. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. that's significant. And then there's. Well, the, I guess it know, wouldn't be eight home games; it'd be four home games, right? All right. Well, I'm doing bad. And let yeah, me put but, my math, uh, my math brain in right here, John. I think we're going to. <laughs> Four home games for the Dodgers is a hundred sixty thousand fans. Uh, it could be more. It could be up to two hundred thousand. But you're, for the Marlins, you're talking about six or seven fans. That's four games <laughs> divided seven divided by. That's just one point seven five fans per game. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, but it's I think. Th- and bottom line is that adding another team to the structure would be a uh, playoff structure is a good thing. It gives teams two things. I think it gives another team an option, another fan base to get excited about the postseason. And that one and done is just, it's brutal. It's brutal to play yeah. that. You know, it's like, okay, you made it. You're a wild card team. Oh, you're going home tomorrow. Sorry. Yeah, especially that Better Cubs one that they That's did the other one. year where it was like they were, they didn't win the division yeah. on the last day of the year. Then they played a tiebreaker on the, next day then they played the single elimination right like eh, i don't know if that's baseball you know what i mean that's that feels like no. basketball <laughs> yeah why why play 162 games to be eliminated yeah. in one yeah you know exactly. well, uh, let's see what else we got here uh brock holt is official i think uh this came up yesterday but kind of 
put in place last week, uh, signing with the Brewers. So that utility player for a team that did really nothing in the offseason. I guess their value is that, well, they lost players. Yeah. You know, that's one of the, I guess, the disadvantages for the Brewers is they, they lost three quality players and didn't really do much to add to the team. Uh, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see that. I think the Pocota well, has they, the they sort of like They're doing like that mix. Of, they're doing like the numbers thing, right? Like it's almost like a video game stuff where you're like building your roster and you're like, well, who's the best available player? Right. It's like Omar Narvez at catcher. And right. uh, who did they get at first base? The guy from the, the Blue Jays. Smoke. Right. Uh, Justin Smoke. And so it's like, okay, yeah. So there's some positional stuff going on there, right? Like maybe Smoke starts against the righties and – they work out something with like, you know, Ryan Braun. Plus, Ryan Braun's going to be injured for a certain amount of time, and as he always does. Um, and you know, third base is kind of a hodgepodge, and second base is played by a first baseman currently. So, uh, you know, we'll see. It's. I mean, I I kind of have faith mm-hmm. in the Brewers process because they've they've been, uh, turned a small market team yeah. into a successful operation, yeah. but. Uh, does seem a little smoke and mirrorsy, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. So, what was uh, Frankie Morales suspended for? 162 games, full season. Yeah, so he's already got the 81 suspension, 81 game suspension for steroids. I guess that was last year, and then now he's got the 162 tested for something else. And this is like a reliever for the Astros. Like, I mean, come on, guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't need to take yeah, steroids. Just, just bang on that trash can, yeah. my friend. <laughs> So I, I just I can never understand that when somebody gets you know a ban once you're caught you know you've got to I mean that that's just another example of cheating you know when we talk about everybody's trying to look at looking at advantage yeah. uh, you know maybe it gets to the point where you know we I I understand uh, you know 20 years ago when you had people 25 years ago when you had people who were starting to juice up. And then you had other guys in the locker room or further down in the farm system seeing this happening. They're like, well, if I don't do it, then I'd never have a shot. I won't be there. I'll be the game will, you know, bypass me. So I got to I got to play. I got to do it to get in. it. And maybe that type of, you know, transitions into where are the other advantages? Technology is creating an opportunity for people to relay signals in a way that's going to, you know, keep me competitive if everybody else in the club is doing it i should do it too to keep my numbers in line with theirs it's just a vicious cycle yeah (laughs) well thank you for that thanks for the expert opinion and expert insight that's what people tune in for john we appreciate that jed we appreciate (laughs) your your wisdom and your deep thoughts i just want to say for the record i heard most of what you were saying and uh I got a text message right in the middle of what you were saying and it, it wasn't important, but it just threw me off just enough that I didn't really hear what you were saying. So what I'm going to do, John, (laughs) is when we're done, this is what my promise to you, I will go back and listen to this episode and I will hear what you said. Okay. I appreciate that. I'm going to be be honest right now. That's a lie. I'm not going to do that, (laughs) but I want you to know, I feel like it's better that I'm honest with you than dishonest. Okay, I appreciate it. Okay, I appreciate good. that you didn't cheat. Yes, exactly. I appreciate your honesty. Exactly. My wife's in the other room banging on the trash can. I'm like, okay, it's a curveball. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Clevenger might miss the season. He's got what, what is it? Uh, some sort of a uh, rib? Ca- is it a rib thing or a shoulder thing? Is it 
What's what's up? I it's think it's a it's a knee short thing, term, right? right? It's it's oh, it's a knee thing. It's a knee thing, but they think it's short term. Well, I was way off my anatomy. Yeah. I need to go back to my anatomy studies here to figure out uh, what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's very simple. It's knee bone connected to the thigh bone, right? Thigh bone right. connected Got to it. the rib bone. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. My favorite story amidst all of the uh, Astros talk for the last week uh, is the Aubrey Huff scenario with the Giants. Giants are having their 10-year reunion, and uh, Aubrey Huff was not invited. Yeah, here's a and let's wonder, let's, can let's sidebar the Astros. Bit, a little political. <laughs> Who's invited to the Astros reunion 10 years from uh, their World Series, right? Right, right. Like everyone, yeah, because people, it doesn't matter that they all cheated. Fires. Yeah, because <laughs> they didn't go won't on. Be invited. They didn't yeah, exactly. Fires won't be, and then what? Keiko will also <laughs> showed some remorse, so he won't be invited. Right. Okay. So Aubrey Huff, who some people may not know this, but he is a conservative, as many people in the game of uh, baseball are conservatives, but are afraid to say. But Aubrey Huff has been somewhat outspoken, and is a Trump supporter which is fine. This is America. You can support whomever you want. Um, yeah, and, but he is also a little bit of a misogynist and has made public tweets, which are, I know, redundant to say public tweets, but I'm more emphasizing that these are public statements he has made that are somewhat kind of, I don't want to say gross, like gross, disgusting, but gross, like behaviorally gross and demeaning. And, while, yes, in a free country, you get to say what you want, and basically, it's like, yeah, it's, you know what? Just trying to be funny. You guys see his defense. He's just trying to be funny, and this is what he thinks is funny. Fine, whatever. I think it's inappropriate for the Giants to to uninvite him to their World Series celebration because he said some stuff on Twitter that's offensive. I think that's offensive mm-hmm. to me because where do you draw the line? Right. Where do you say is it politics? Is it yeah? Right. Is it politics? I'm sure. So is it somebody who's been caught doing PEDs? They're not invited. Somebody who's been through a, a substance abuse program or the domestic violence program? Are they not invited? Right. And like, let's say it was a conservative-owned team, which obviously in San Francisco that would never happen. But let's say it was. It is. And not. let's say, and let's say that one of the players uh, had advocated for abortion rights. Would that be considered offensive? Mm-hmm. Some conservatives consider it to be very offensive. So I think it's you just start drawing weird lines when you start saying, like, this guy can't come because he said this thing, and that guy can't come because he said right. that. Like, bring it all together. It's America. It's a melting pot. And not everyone has to, like, you know, go into business with each other or give each other back rubs, but just that team won the World Series, un- and unlikely so. Yeah, he should, and he... Right, and he contributed. He was a big part point. of it. Like, you so, remember that year he had? I mean, it, it was almost like someone was banging incredible. on trash cans Post for that guy. Was amazing. Yeah, like someone was <laughs> like, well, he he had the buzzer and the trash cans going, and he was juicing right. up. <laughs> Allegedly. Which, which, if he had done all those, he would have been invited back, but not for saying, he would have been invited back. making yeah. offensive, misogynistic mm-hmm. jokes online, which I think are offensive and misogynistic. But at the same time, like, you know, a lot of people are on Twitter trying to be edgy and it comes across really right. bad sometimes. And like, should they be disinvited and and uh, made to have to stand aside? I don't know. That doesn't feel like America. That doesn't feel like my America, John. 
Well, we'll, we'll your America will probably be uh, very much like this America right now uh, for in, in another a year. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, to take a to take a little bit of a, a sidebar on uh, baseball, I finally watched, tuned into the debates last night, <laughs> and based on what I saw. Uh, the uh, the Trumps can start measuring for the new curtains uh, <laughs> right away. Here's the thing. All it these people a, are starting debacle. to act like Trump, but like no one gets to act right. like it's Trump just, except Trump. <laughs> Trump, right. Yeah, it's just, yeah. But that's all I have to say on that. I actually have a lot more to say on that, but that's not what this show's about, so we will move right yeah. along. Uh, so Brett Gardner says uh, he's got somebody... Uh, a fan, an obsessed fan. Did they make a movie, The Fan, when Wesley Snipes and Giants players and where a fan was harassing a player? Where they played a game in the rain? Yes. And uh, so what, what I don't, again, I don't know anything about this story. I'm reading it for the first time in, in our show notes. And yeah. um, he has harassed and quote unquote harassed and menaced uh, the uh, Gardner family. My I, question is not a Yankees fan. My question is maybe Why it's him. Is it Clint Frazier? <laughs> is it Clint Frazier just like, hey, Brett Gardner, retire, dude. You're old. I want to play the outfield. Right. right. That's a little inside right. joke for Yankees fans who feel like Clint Frazier, Frazier has been underutilized since his acquisition from the Indians. Anyway, that's my little joke there, John. That was a good joke. And Thank I you. think it's, it's a legitimate uh, gripe because Gardner was brought back, resigned. And Clint Frazier's got to be sitting there going like, what am I doing here? He's like, what do I got to do to get a starting job? Maybe harass and menace one of the outfielders on this team. (laughs) So the, uh, the, the Braves have extended their, he's a GM president, Alex Anthopoulos, uh, and the Snitker, uh, the manager, what's his first name? Brian, right? Brian Snitker. So they're, they're both re up for multiple years. I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, Fully deserved by both of them. Can be honest with you, I'm not a big Snitker guy, mostly because of the name. That's a lot <laughs> of it for me. I just don't like saying the name. Don't know much about his skills, but that name is just really just gets under my skin. Uh, but Anthopolis has been, you know, a great acquisition. He came over from uh, yeah. from wherever, whatever, the Blue, the Blue Jays. Jays, and then wherever, I think he was, it was an interim Indians with, uh, or somebody. So, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, he's done a great job. And, um, you know, he's doing the slow and steady thing, which I mostly admire. But I kind of want them to also like, you know, I do think I think they were trying to get Rendon. I think they were trying to get in on the big free agents, but they haven't. They haven't done anything. The Donaldson signing last year was very smart. The Marcelo Zuna signing this year looks pretty smart. We'll see. They got a lot of outfielders coming. They got some pitching coming, but the pitching hasn't quite developed, I think, the way that they wanted. But a solid team mm-hmm. deserves the deserves the extension. What do you think of the Pakoda putting uh, rankings, having the Mets winning the NL East? So stupid that it, I I saw those and I was just like, come on, that's just crazy. I mean, look, I think any team can win that division, but I think the Braves are the best team. I think the Nationals are the second best team, and it's just like by a hair. Because I just think without Rendon, they're just not quite the same team uh, mm-hmm. that they were last year. Because last year, as you remember, I picked them to be the second best team in the National League, and uh, I was right. Uh, but the Mets are good. But what a tough division. I mean, except for the Marlins, who are better, 
Phillies mm-hmm. going to have an over 500 record. Mets over 500. Braves over 500. It's really going to be just about like some timing on some series, if you ask right. me. Right. Or if you don't ask me, I still think that way. So that, that wraps up this week's headlines. Uh, let's move on to starting nine. Let's do it. And this one, this one should be fun. Uh, in honor of Sonic the Hedgehog, which came out to a big uh, release last weekend, nine players with classic video game names, and I cannot wait. To see Here we go. Deep you go into the trove. All right, nine players currently in the major leagues with names that work with classic video games. Sonic the Austin Hedges Hog. <laughs> Out of the gate fast. Josh Tomb Hater. <laughs> okay, two for two. Charlie Morton Combat. Okay. Mortal like Combat. It. All right. Uh, Glaber Tor Resident Evil. <laughs> These are Torres. good. Yeah, Very it's all good. right. Geo Double Dragonzales. Double Dragon <laughs> there for you. Nice. For you old arcade folk. Tommy Final oh, Fantasy. There you go. What and that would like in the that would be that ta- uh, Tommy Final Fantasy One, Tommy Final Fantasy Two, <laughs> Tommy Final Fantasy Three, Tommy Final Fantasy Four. I think you get it, and, and so on and so on up the line. Right, and so on and so on. All right, Detective Pete Achu Alonzo. <laughs> Pete Achu. Pete Achu. I like it. Um, and this movie. Uh, was actually not that bad. I was surprised. It doesn't really have much to do with the game that it came from, but it was. I actually was enjoying myself watching this. Jose Rampagirez. Rampage? Rampage. Yeah, solid. The Rock, yeah. right? He's always yeah. pretty solid, though. I didn't right? know that was that was a video game. Video game? Yes. I did not know that. Yeah. It was a decent movie. Yeah. I wasn't aware it was a video game. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, I was going to do one for Battleship, but that's actually not a classic video game. It's a classic Hasbro game. I think. It is a classic board a game, but we'll save that for some other time when something similar to that okay. happens. Uh, okay. Last two. Super Marion Yarbrothers. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Yarbro, Super Mario Brothers, Super Marion Yarbrothers. <laughs> That's good. Last, That's good. but not least, bringing up the rear, Albert Pujol Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Instead of Assassin's Creed, it's Pujol Assassin's Creed. <laughs> oh, that was good. Taking it up a notch to another level with that one. Yeah, it's a little bit of a stretch, but you know, sometimes when you're dealing with that area, you got to stretch a little bit. And that takes care of starting nine. That's right. So we're going to do around the horn. We're going to bust it out. So you you have a, a little title here that I'm going to let you share what around the horn yeah. this week's going to be. This is going to be Tanker Taylor Soldier Spy. Okay. And I was going to be real clever with the other words there, but like who, which teams are tanking, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other three are just from that movie, which I think is a really good movie, by the way. It's a little slow right. and deliberate. And kind of gray, 
but it's so good. I've watched it like four times mm-hmm. and I watch it. I've watched it basically once a year since it's come out. Great mm-hmm. movie. Uh, I love it. I love the, the almost negative energy. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's just great <laughs> filmmaking to me. Yeah. Oldman and Cumberbatch before he really blew up and like all the greats Firth. And who's the other guy that's the the Balt Mark Strong? Love that guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And other guys are in it too. Other actors who do acting. Here we go. So this is this is basically just going to be like who's tanking and who's contending and who's just kind of in the middle. So this will be quick. Yeah. Should be. Should be. Maybe. Should okay. Be. So let's go through the National League uh, West. Padres. Middle of the road. I think I could agree with that. Dodgers. I mean, that's the number one team in the National League. So they're, they're a soldier and they're a spy. <laughs> they could be a tailor, too. Uh, they're probably a tailor, too. And if not, they're going to trade for one. <laughs> <laughs> Giants, I think I know who they are. Tanker. Definitely a tanker. They re-upped uh, Pablo Sandoval. They brought back <laughs> Hunter Pence. They're bringing the whole that's... gang back. <laughs> Except for Aubrey Huff. <laughs> That's it for Aubrey Huff, right? No can do. Uh, Rockies. I think they're going to slide into tanker. Yeah, that's crazy that two years in a row they're in the playoffs and then boom. Yeah, it's just a mess. Last year. Yeah. It's just a really poorly run team. So the D-backs, interesting story this year. Contender. Yeah. So I think Pakoda has the uh, the keep bringing this up because I was I found it interesting the the Padres finishing second twenty four games behind the, <laughs> the Dodgers. Well, I believe the Padres will finish like, twenty four games behind the Dodgers. I, that's I believe yeah, that, that from that's Pakoda. possible. But I think the D backs are better than the Padres, and they're they're they yes. definitely have a, a solid team, you know, across the uh, position players as well as in in the pitching bullpen. Yeah, and I think they have they have depth as well. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move over to the uh, National League uh, or the American League West. Uh, Astros. So yes, contenders all the way, even though even without the cheating Asterisk. or with more cheating. Right. <laughs> Angels. Contenders. I mean, I think with Rendon and and Trout, I mean they're gonna have to piece together some pitching. But I think even without really doing that, you got Joe Adele coming. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna rue the day they didn't get Ross Stripling. I mean that's. It just seemed like such a good trade. I yeah. anyway. Rangers. Uh, these are tankers, which is so weird because they're yeah. opening their new stadium this new year, stadium. right? Like, yeah, I don't know. Didn't make a big enough splash. They weren't able to really lock down Kluber, anybody. And right? They were, they, yeah, it's a trade, but the, it, the signings they were yeah. all in on Rendon, and you know a lot of talk about him going back to his home state. Mm. Nope, didn't happen. Okay, the A's. Absolute contenders. I'm again. I don't. I'm not 100 sure how they do it this year. They'll do. They do it sort of differently every year, but they just keep doing it every year. And this team does look like it might be a little bit better. Plus, they have a couple of aces coming, which are very exciting. Hazel Cesardo, uh, AJ Puck, mm-hmm. yeah. and then their number two starters they, or number three starters are all top notch. So, yeah, they, they have a good staff for sure this year. And yeah. the Mariners were were at the. Uh, uh, very bottom of the projections for uh, the odds, or was it odds, or percentage chance of making the playoffs. Uh, only two teams that made uh, that didn't get any percentage total zeros were the Mariners and the Royals. 
No chance. Zero chance. I mean, the Mariners are bad, but I will say, if I was a Mariners fan, I'd be pretty excited about some of these players that they got sure. coming. I mean, Julio Rodriguez and Jared Kelenic. Mm-hmm. I mean, Could, that is. Yeah. They're making they're making junior comparisons to uh, Julio. Yeah, that uh, he's he's got a chance to kind of step. He's only nineteen, right? Yeah, he could be up and this uh, year. Yeah, so that that could be exciting. That could be yeah. uh, you know a whole new vibe, a whole new generation to to support uh, yes. a, a new superstar out in the Pacific Northwest. Okay, National League Central Pirates, tankers all the way, all the way. Cardinals, I think they're in that middle zone. I they just lost uh, Miles Michaelis for a little bit. Just that starting pitching staff is so not good. But they've got some young prospects, and maybe they can trade for someone or something. I don't know. Why didn't they go get Ryu? Is that too easy? Yeah. Is that – I don't know. They get a four-way race, really, in that, that division this year. Cubs. I think Cubs, Cubs, Brewers, and Reds are all contenders. I think Cubs, Brewers, and Reds are all contenders. I think, I think yeah. if I had to say what I think the sequence of them is, I would say it's Cubs, Brewers, Reds. Though I know some people mm-hmm. are saying the Reds have made enough of a switch. It's possible. If that pitching replicates or gets better. Yeah. Which it could. Yeah. And I think they added Miley to eat innings. I'll go you one further. So that- I'll go you one further, John. If the ball goes back to being the 2018 ball, then I say the Reds are the favorite in that division. Okay. Okay. We'll see because every year it seems like the ball is a little different. Yes. Hey, you know, that's what happens. <laughs> More anatomy lessons from John. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to uh, over to the um, American League Central Tigers. Maybe the worst team. I mean, the the Orioles are also going to be so bad, but and the Royals are. I mean, the Tigers are awful. So yeah, they're tankers. Yeah, for sure. I think the two worst teams in baseball are the Tigers, uh, Orioles, uh, well, three in Royals are probably the three worst. And two of them are in the same And they're all American League. And they're all in the American League. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost not fair to the Uh, National League, but. Yeah, so the Indians two years ago were talking about they're going to just eat everybody's lunch, uh, just cakewalk through. And then last year, Minnesota emerges and kind of turns everything sideways. So we've got a a two-team race with a third team trying to crash the party, getting better uh, every year in the White Sox. So how do you look at the Indians, Twins, and White Sox? So I think the Indians are contenders, but only because they get to play the Tigers and Royals so much. If they were in a normal division, I would put them more middle of the road. But Mm -hmm. great news for Indians fans, of which I assume someone listening to this is an Indians fan at some point, um, by the way, my you apologies. have offended quite a few. You have offended quite a few Cleveland fans over the years. Well, you know, it's <laughs> it ain't my fault. <laughs> Talk to God about it. Um, the uh, the uh, the farm system for the Indians. I think next year they're top three farm system. Like I think, hmm. like if half their guys move forward in the farm system, it's just going to be like this lineup of. Like we have with the Rays right now and the Padres were kind of mm-hmm. last year. Just like they don't even know where to put all these guys. Right. And they have pitching and hitters and blah, blah. They have all the things. It's spread out throughout the field, in the bullpen, in the, you know, in the starting rotation. It's pretty awesome. But I think this year, I think they're going to be lucky to get into the playoffs. And But I think they're sort of playing that game, sort of a longer term 
spy game. That doesn't really tie into okay. what I was saying, but anyway. But they're not tankers. Twins? And twins <laughs> twins are twins absolute contenders. contenders. I think their offense will be even better this year uh, relative to the league. Again, if the, they change the ball, it'll be less than it was last year, but still better than most of the league. The starting pitching is still a little suspect, but you know, I think Maeda is a great ad for them. And again, they mm-hmm. also have a pretty good top-heavy farm system to trade off pieces to grit, get what they need towards the end of the year, right. season, end of the season. And the White Sox are up-and-comers. They're up-and-comers. I think I don't think they make the playoffs, but I think they get to 500. I think they get to like 84 wins, 85 wins. But again, that that's just not going to be anywhere near enough in the American League to make the playoffs. Like, remember the Red Sox last year won like 86 games. They were like right. 14 games out of a playoff spot. <laughs> well, I think I think the White Sox are going to do what the Twins did a couple years ago. They're going to have that early season surge, and everybody's going to be like, "Are they for real? Is this for real?" And then they're going to slowly, you know, ease back down into the middle of the pack. But I think they're they're an 85 win team. They could definitely, yeah. you know, sniff a wild card if if. Uh, other teams, no man, it's just. Uh, but look, look who's in the American League: the Mariners, the Royals, no, it's going to be tough. The Tigers and the Orioles. Like there is no way Everybody's you make the playoffs without ninety-five it. wins. That's you true. have to get ninety-five wins to make the playoffs this year in the American League. That's crazy. Yeah, that's but at the same true. time, yeah. that's just the way the game is now. So suck it. Right. <laughs> Let's move over to the uh, National League East uh, Braves contenders. Absolutely. Well, almost everybody here but the Marlins are contenders, right? Everyone here Braves, but Mets, the Marlins Phillies. contenders. And I think if I had to rank them as before, I would say uh, Braves, Nationals, and then Mets, Phillies. But, yeah, it's baseball. So any one of those four teams could win right. the division. Any one of those four teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Marlins, I would say, are up-and-comers, right? They're not middle of the road yet, but they're moving away from They're takers. moving in the right direction, but they're not up-and-comers. Yeah. They're just moving in the right direction. Oh, they're up-and-comers. In my mind, they are. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm going with it. Those pitching okay, prospects are so dope. So good. So good. And they added some veterans, so we'll see if there's any any uh, uh, value in having that locker room presence uh, with some of the vets in the room. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, moving over to the American League East. Uh, very strong uh, top three. Uh, Red Sox, I think, are still... Yeah. Potential. They've they got they are shot. contenders. They're, they they are had a contenders. bad yeah. – they started off bad last year and still got 86 right. wins. So, mm-hmm. I I could – you know, you can kind of squint and see them getting a couple lucky breaks and get Chris Sale has wins. a good start yeah. to the season, that's going to mean a lot. So does seem like he's the linchpin this year, right? Like, yeah. Yes. Xander's going to be Xander. Mm-hmm. J.D. Martinez is going to be J.D. Martinez. Benintendi hopefully pops back up a little bit from his little backside. Uh, they got a couple of Gavin young, yeah, maybe Jeter Downs comes. Yeah, Jeter Downs. Right, right. Yeah. But the um, pitching is is suspect. <laughs> but I think the Yankees are, I think the Yankees and Rays are the second and third best teams in the American League. Because I still can't give up for the Astros. I still feel like they're the best team. I just can't mm. quite say they aren't but i, I think the rays are just as good Nuts. as the yankees yeah it's going to be a, a i think it's going to be yankees uh, astros rays top of the yeah uh, you know, top Feels of like the that. competition there uh, with really no one else twins twins are yes twins you definitely need to add them but i don't think their pitching holds up 
the other yeah. three teams, uh, absolutely. I mean, here's the thing about the Twins, though, John. They played the Tigers and the right. Royals more than any right. of so the they, as, they, the Astros do. Yeah. yeah, they're going to win 100. Games. I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see 400 win teams in the American League this year. That's possible. And then it's just a <laughs> question possible. of like, crazy. what are the other? What is it? One other team. Is it's going to be the Athletics or the Red Sox or something like that makes the, I don't know. It's going to be tight, man. It's going mm-hmm. to be a tight year. It's going to be tight. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Looking forward to it. So the I, I, we can say that the Orioles are definitely tankers. They are definitely tankers. Okay, so that wraps up our uh, round the horn. Probably the fastest round the horn we've ever done. So one of our fastest kudos for to sure. us. Yeah, yeah. But also so mostly kudos to me. And I will say, I have to confess now, John, I will say I did have a center field camera set up on this one and uh, (laughs) I had a buzzer. So you, you little bit of an advantage. Yeah, exact. Push the rules. (laughs) Push the rules. So let's, let's move on to extra innings, taking a look at what's going on outside the world of baseball. It's football season. (laughs) Sort (laughs) of. I mean, he hate me is back. Oh, the he man. hate me league is back. Wait, but is it? It is the XFL, right? Like, yes, yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know. The, one of the things that I heard about it, and I really haven't paid much attention to it, is that they, they've done stuff to help speed up the game. Is it a shorter in between plays? What is it that they've done to speed up the game? I'm gonna be honest with you. Do you know John, anything about it? Have I have not it? watched literally one second of any highlights yeah, or anything. <laughs> I heard I heard someone mention something uh, in passing that one team had shut out another team. Oh. But that is literally all of my contact with that sport. But the I, only thing I think that I heard it should work, right? Like a second NFL, a yeah. second football league, it should work, right? Should work. Yeah. The only thing I heard was that one of the I don't know if it was a defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator was fired after the first game. So okay. it's like that. That's not that's not really good. Uh, good PR for the team for the league. Is, you know, was there a structural breakdown? Uh, was there did he have dirt on the owner? I I don't know. It's something. How do you how do you do that after one game? That just doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah. But it's it's only eight teams, right? So they can only play a certain number of games. They well, they play each team three times something like that or yeah. uh, two times every every team to play, you play twice and it's a 12 game schedule or something i don't know maybe it'll pick up and catch on and you know who knows but it's here xfl catch it live we talked a little bit about this earlier the nfl owners voting to uh, owners vote they voted or are voting to they have voted to accept have they yeah. Oh, they have voted to accept. So the, the terms. owners so have accepted the terms, and now it goes to the players' union reps players. to vote, and mm-hmm. then the players. Okay, and if the players' union gives it the thumbs up, players will too, more or less. Right, and essentially, this that's is what the players' union has agreed to. Okay, so that's the good. Negotiators, yeah. So it should be, you know, slide right into the next, you know, agreement without any. And I think we're now talking about. Uh, uh, with, like with baseball, when people talk about there's going to be a, a work stoppage in baseball, I think that the, there's so much money now, that more than there ever was, and it is right. being shared no pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I think in this deal, the NFL is giving up even more uh, to the players, so that's good. And then they're going to get you know, an extra week of 
you know, I think it said within four years they can switch to 17 games and one, well, one or two mm-hmm. less spring, not spring games, right. uh, preseason. preseason. And I just think games, that you're right. talking about so many hundreds of millions of dollars and billions of dollars that you're just not going to see the stoppages you're going to see when the guys were making like 800 grand a year. Like when the mm-hmm. average is 6 million, you find a way to yeah. get the deal done. Right. Yeah, you can't complain too much. Even if you only play for four years, six years, kind of the average, you're you're making, yeah. you know, you're still making fifteen, twenty grand minimum. Yeah. Uh, so these these guys, it's in their best interest to uh, yeah. make more money, I guess. Absolutely. So and speaking of uh, teams, teams racking up W's, <laughs> putting the undefeated season on the line, the coronavirus. <laughs> It's, it, it is really doing some damage around the league. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it's it's been, an international I'm, league, and it's basically taken on all comers, and it is undefeated. I am I am uh, uh, kind of on the, the side of I think this is being blown way out of proportion. Um, uh, the media has latched on to this, and certain people have turned it into, you know, Fright Night. Um I, I, you know, it's definitely something to be monitored and controlled, but I don't think it's anywhere close to being an epidemic, pandemic type of scenario. But it makes right. sure makes for good news headlines. I mean, that's part of the problem with it, right? Is like the media has become so untrustworthy about things and so trying to get ratings and clicks and all that that it's like, well, wait a minute, what? How, wait, how true is this? And like, what are these numbers? And who's providing the numbers? And yeah, you know, like at the same time, like, would it really be be so bad, John, if we all just got wiped out? I mean, you watched the debates <laughs> last night. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's 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 time. I'm going to be rooting for the coronavirus to go undefeated. I mean, you know what? Getting wiped out worked for the dinosaurs. A couple million yeah. years from now, someone builds a park, and it's going to be a park you know, where they use our DNA and they replicate our DNA and we run around and we, you know, instead of velociraptors and T-Rexes, it's going to be like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm all on it. But it's going to be like, instead of like Sam Neill and Laura Dern, it's going to be like me blorp from Mars and uh, (laughs) Aglarborden from, you know, Phi Beta Blarknard. And they're going to be here on Earth Park, Human Park. Be quiet. Be very no, quiet. Be very quiet. You can see in the bushes, there's a Trump. There's a Trump moving. It'll be very quiet. It's got very small hands. That's my alien voice, by the way. My alien yeah, voice good. is, they're all Australians. That's how I see the future. <laughs> Let's wrap this thing uh, up, John. Of, yeah, speaking of the future, there is no more for Cy Sperling. Not just a member. He's also the president, and he's also dead. The hair club for men, and the immortal soul of Cy Sperling. Rest in peace. Brought so much hope to men. Little pubic hair tufts of (laughs) new growth on their shiny domes. God bless you. Godspeed, Cy Sperling. So what's coming up next? Find out if anybody is even listening this late into the podcast on the What Are You Doing With Your Life show. 